The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Drivers, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Kicking off another week of NASCAR gambling here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on the, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Villa Gomez, and uh, by God, if we are not uh, deep in the weeds here on another episode, Cody, buddy, how you doing, my friend? I'm good, man. How about you? Busy, busy day today, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit of behind baseball. I started the the day off uh, with the popcast in the morning. Jumped on, did an episode of the C or two episodes rather, the CFL Gambling Podcast. Uh, went and jumped on the Full Tank with Phil podcast, uh, just finished up with the In Between Media Back Road podcast, and now I'm home uh, with Cody here on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. But I promise, Cody, I did not blow it all out with everybody else. I've saved the best for you, my friend, because you are that important. Hey, you're a professional. I know. I know you got it. Uh, absolutely. Well, when I can, when I don't say the name of the company correctly, uh, you know that it's been a long day. Anyways, Cody, there's racing to talk about. We have another NASCAR race. It is at Watkins Glen. No truck series this weekend. It is the Xfinity and the Cup Series. But uh, you know, we we took an early look at the books, Cody and I, and we both came to the conclusion that we feel. A little bit icky about what's out there. So if you've taken a look at the books already too and you share the same sentiment as us, do not feel alone. You are not alone in feeling a little bit icky about where the books are uh, this week at Watkins Glen, yeah? Yeah, uh, it's just, I don't know. Maybe it'll change later in the week, but I'm not super pumped about, about what I'm seeing so far this week. I think we found some good stuff to go over and some good bets, but I'm definitely going to be on the lighter side of things, at least at this point in the week, just cause it's, it's tough. And I mean, the way that we've seen the road courses lately in the cup series, especially so, so in the Xfinity series, you got a crap ton of cup guys racing down in the Xfinity series. So that always makes it tougher. It, it makes, it shakes it up a lot more in there. It's not as easy to just pick Almendinger and Gibbs and and know you're probably good. But uh, on the side of things, I mean, it, it could go one of two ways. If we see a normal road course race, I think you're going to have the regular guys up front that have been up front all season. It's going to be the Elliots, the Reddicks, the track house cars. 
those guys are all going to be up front running good. And if it's a clean race with no late cautions, they'll probably finish in the top five, top 10. But if it ends up being these late restarts, you know how that turn one is at Watkins Glen. They get up to speed going down that hill. We saw it last road course at Indy where a bunch of people just get dumped. It makes it so much harder to bet on some of these things because the outcome changes so drastically. I mean, at Indy Road Course, I felt really confident. That was one of my biggest weeks going in, and all of my bets were doing well with five laps to go. Then three restarts, chaotic restarts later, it was not a very good day. So <laughs> it's uh, it's it's made me a little gun shy on the road courses, I guess. But uh, I'm I'm hoping that we'll go more towards towards the normal smooth flow of things. But I've got a couple bets built in there in case there is chaos that uh, that could pay off pretty decent for us. So. I think we found some good angles and yeah, I mean, we're, you know, we're going to be honest with you. It's, it's not the most exciting week with the lines and we're not just going to come blow smoke up your ass and, and tell you it's a bunch of great stuff, but we did our research like we usually do. We looked through it. We found some good stuff and I think we can still have a good week and win some money. Unless Thanos comes and snaps his finger and takes out half the field, uh, it's going to be a re- And look, to be honest with you, especially with these cup guys now where we really are coming up to the very end of this regular season, and now we've got drivers, F1 drivers, and, and drivers that haven't been racing all season long in this field, we have zero, we never have a clue to be honest with you, what's actually going to, to transpire. But this this week in specific, we almost have zero clue as far as where the handicapping is going to shake out because there's going to be different pit strategies galore. you got to think that these teams are saving absolutely nothing for Daytona. It's win now or, or don't. And so you're going to see different pit strategies. You're going to see guys racing with guys that haven't been racing all season long that are racing for a championship that are just racing to be there. So how are those guys going to treat each other? Are the, the non regular non cup regulars going to try to impose their will and say, listen, we're, you know, F one, we're established road racers. We know what we're doing. Get out of our way. Or are the cup drivers going to say, listen, Rook, get out of my way because I'm racing for a championship here. All that stuff is about to play out this weekend in the cup race in particular. So uh, be ready for anything and everything for sure yeah and again like you just said i mean this is you're not going to count on daytona to get yourself into the playoffs you can't anybody can win there yes but you cannot go into that race confidently knowing we're going to put everything we have into this and just hope you don't get caught up in one of those and we see the big one at daytona i think we're going to see multiple big ones this daytona because it is going. There's going to be so much pressure on so many of these teams. This is the last chance to get in. Um, so you're going to see that this weekend also at Watkins Glen. You're going to see the strategies. You're, if we get these late restarts, they are going to be absolute chaos because if you need a win and you're restarting 10th, you're going to pull a Joey Logano at any road course and drive 18 cars deep into the corner, hope it sticks, and three-quarters of the field is going to get taken out behind you. So I am expecting... If if it's so tough because if there's not a late caution, I think you're just going to have a runaway Tyler Reddick, Chase Elliott type of winner, whoever is up front and dominating the race like we saw at like Road America. But if there is late ca- one late caution at all, there's going to be five late cautions and things are going to get insane. So it's it, I think we're in for a fun weekend. <laughs> it's uh, 
it's it's going to be exciting for sure. But I mean, this is this is your chance. You 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 cannot count on anything good to happen at Daytona. Yes, there's going to be a bunch of teams that go into that race with this is our last chance. We do have a chance to win. That's going to be great. But if you're looking at this with two races left, you can't say, eh, let's just take it easy this week and we'll try to win at Daytona because, no, you're going to have to put all your eggs in the basket now. Um, it's going to be interesting. Do you see a guy like Blaney or Truex race for stage points more so than the race? And, I mean, those are the only two guys who could potentially get in on points. Um Obviously, they were highlighted during last week's broadcast. They're going to be highlighted during this week's broadcast because if we don't get new winners, but we get a new winner this week and next week, and those guys are out. Actually, one winner, and they're out. because One yeah, of them is, so, yeah. Yeah, one. so one winner over these two weeks. So if I was them, I would be racing to win. Um, but, yeah, it, it's going to be going to be a fun week for sure, no doubt about that. Define fun, Cody. It, it, it just feels like chaos. this is, yeah, chaos, yeah. bring on I enjoy chaos, the chaos. It's not always great for the betting side of things. No. For the fun and the uh, and the fan in me, I, I've said it, uh, it is fun. <laughs> I've said it before. It's like the Elmo meme where you're just raising your arms to the fire. Just bring yep. it on. Let bring it, it on. Uh, yep, like, we'll cash whatever we can. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> That's, that's what we're here for. Uh, the, the Xfinity racers start on Saturday. It's 82 laps around this 2.45-mile road course. Uh, and then, of course, the Cup guys come in and 90 laps on this road course as well. Uh, looking at what the Xfinity race happened uh, last season, it was 2021. Uh, Ty Gibbs won this race. A .948 margin uh, of victory over A.J. Allmendinger. 12 lead changes. Time of the race, 2 hours, 23 seconds. Last season's 2021 go bowling at the green. Kyle Larson won it uh, 2.4 seconds over his teammate Chase Elliott. 7 lead changes and a race time of 2 hours and 10 minutes. Again, a lot of racing to be done, not a, laps to, not a lot of laps to run, which means that the urgency to lead laps, the urgency to be in front and to run away with this exists. Uh, so we're just going to, we're going to see, we're going to see if the road courses that we've seen so far this season uh, dictate what we're going to see this week. Or if uh, I was talking with Phil on his show, he thinks track history has a lot to do with it. But Cody and I will break all that stuff down as we start talking about the bets in stage two. But before we do, let's tell you, as we always do, about win. You thinking of joining WinBet? Now is the perfect time because customers like you who are brand new, you bet $100, you get a $100 free bet. If you're betting baseball, you got to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to play MLB+. Plus, The WinBet casino is always open. It's 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1 thousand dollars plus win also just released their first qb with five tds prop bets cody i'm curious who do you think the first quarterback with five tds this season is going to be man i you got to look at like james winston i think they go against atlanta week one could be you gotta you gotta take a long shot on that right i mean yeah herbert's cool and all that to take a guy like that but Gotta go for the long shot. You know I like my long shots, Rob. Cody loves his long shots. So there's one for you right there at Jameis Winston. Find those odds on WinBet. 
I'm telling you, you're going to take a very long shot. I'm sure Josh Allen has something to say about that as well. So much to choose from over there at WinBet. All you got to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or some of you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I used to have a million tabs open on my browser while I was searching for the best odds, shopping around. Then, not to mention a browser behind that with another million and a half tabs open while I was doing all my research to try to place those bets. And then I had an Excel spreadsheet open to keep track of the bets. You know what I don't have anymore? All of that stuff. You want to know why? Because I have gone to oddstrader.com and found a place where I can do all of that with one single tab. It's true. I can shop for all of the best lines on Odds Trader from all of the books that I can think of and then some. And then they have the research. They have head-to-head matchups. They've got play-by-play updates. They've got player statistics, key game statistics, even game day weather. It's all at the touch of a button with one single tab open. It is an amazingly awesome game changer for you out there if you like shopping for odds and if you like doing your research. Now you can get it all done in one single place. Go to Odds OddsTrader.com slash BlueWire. OddsTrader, it's the number one site for all of your game day bets. Run your pool. Yes, your pool. Run your, not the pool that you swim in, the pools that you are running for your office. If you're one of those people that goes out there and runs your office pools and you're hectic and you're tired and you're trying to scramble to do it all from a bunch of different sites, once again, stop doing that. Run your pool. It's the home of competition. It's bringing sports fans and their social circus together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run your pool offers every game type under the sun from Pick'em to Survivor, Fantasy Pools. It's the one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. Not to mention, we have teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. Hop in now to reserve your spot. You win, you get $500 cash and a $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store. Sign up today over at runyourpool.com SGPN. That's runyourpool.sgpn. Yes, run your pool, but we are running laps around this track in Watkins Glen. Before we run some laps, Uh-oh. I had to pull up the odds because, of course, I was interested. Of course. Uh, Winston's only 10 to 1. Yeah, okay, that's all right. But Lamar Jackson, 50 to 1. Sign me up. Lamar Jackson, first quarterback, uh, five touchdowns, five passing touchdowns in a game. So it doesn't even have to be week one. It's just whoever the first one to get it is. So. Exactly. Lamar's got this 50 to 1. Go ahead and throw a little on that over on WinBet. Cody's DGen exclusive cross betting. Gotta love it. Uh, see, we, we give out bets, man, and we give out bets that are going to cash for you all the right. way around. Hey, a little 50 to 1. I mean, Lamar, he's had five touchdown games before. I, I would almost guarantee it. He could, you know, they get that offense rolling, even, if, even though it is a triple option to get down to the goal line. Tosses a couple to. Uh, Mark Andrews to Andrews. And then, yeah, you know, he gets one of those little shovel passes that always count as a pass. That's always like, yeah, is that a pass or a run? But Hey, 50 to one, sign me up, lock it in. <laughs> I love it. All right. Let's go to the cars that go around, uh, as they turn left and as they turn right this week at Watkins Glen, like I said before, the Xfinity guys jump on the track first, uh, for their race. And it is the, Sunoco Go Rewards 200 at the Glen. Like I said, 82 laps around this 2.45 mile uh, track. 
Cody and I alluded to it when we were breaking stuff down in the beginning. It, it's a little bit skewed, this Xfinity lines and this Xfinity race, because we don't necessarily just have Xfinity guys going around this track. There are tons of cup drivers joining the party to get some experience uh, on that track as they get ready for their Sunday race. So, Cody, what does this do to your outlook on this race, and what does this do for your handicapping of it? Xfinity race is only eight laps shorter than the cup race. That's that, that's crazy. I've never seen it. I mean, yes, it's 20 miles, obviously, because it's a longer track. But still, that's that's kind of, I don't know. I've never noticed that before. Anyways, just noticed that. But uh, yeah, okay, so tons of cup guys. <laughs> I was looking through the list here. You got Cole Custer. He's back in the 07 car. Um, scrolling down the list here. William Byron is in the 17, that Hendrick car. You got Kyle Larson is going to be in that 88 car for Dale Jr. Uh, Ross Chastain is in the 92 car again for Goslin. Um, Ty Gibbs is basically a cup guy at this point. AJ Allmendinger's in the I mean, those guys are regulars, but yeah, that's that's quite a few uh, big name cup guys, really. I mean, you got 200 guys in there. You got Chastain and Custer. So, I mean, it's only four, I guess, but four guys that are all good on road courses and uh, i mean we've saw we saw kyle larson almost win earlier this season ty gibbs outdueled him at the end there um it, and that was in now this time he's in the junior motorsports car but that was in the 17 car that Aust or that william byron is going to be driving uh cole custer finished i think second or third at one of the early road courses in the season road america i think it was uh and then this i think it was in indy ross chastain finished like third in that car so Again, cup guys that can get it done. Obviously, we know the regulars for, for Xfinity that can get it done too. So, like I said earlier, I mean, it before it was kind of easier, not that they're necessarily guaranteed to win, but Ty Gibbs and, and A.J. Allmendinger have won all of the road courses so far this season. So, it, it makes it a little easier there because you just kind of look straight to them. But throwing these cup guys in the mix definitely makes it harder and definitely makes it less attractive. <laughs> It's funny. I was looking at the the matchups, the head heads. Am I am I picking a cup race or am I picking an Xfinity race? I know, because... and that's yeah, that's the other thing. They're all all of them are cup. I mean, so you got Gregson and Hill are matched up, but then it's Chastain, Custer. You got a Mayor Algaier one, but then it's Gibbs, Byron, Larson, Almondinger. You got Creed Berry. So I guess there is a few in there, but yeah, a lot of cup guys mixed in with those, and it makes it tough because. If you look back at some of these races, like Cole Custer had issues in the last race because that's an underfunded car, but he's won in that car earlier this season, and he did well there earlier in the season at, at I think it was it was at Coda. And then same with Ross Chastain. They were everybody was so impressed last time how well that 92 car ran when that's not a car that usually runs that good. We put a driver that's that good in there. So definitely makes it a little tough this week for sure. Indeed, it does. But we still pursue the money angle for you, and we will give you bets because, damn it, that's what this show is designed to do. So, Cody, why don't you go ahead and lay out your first bet for the Xfinity race? Okay, well, I'm going to start with Ty Gibbs over William Byron, minus 120. Uh, you just said it, Ty Gibbs won here last year. Byron has run a couple of, co of uh, road courses in the Cup Series, obviously. He finished 12th at Coda, 9th at Sonoma, 16th at Road America, 31st at Indy. So... And Indy was, again, a bad result when he'd been running better. So he's he's run fairly decent in the Cup Series this year. Hasn't been top tier or anything like that. But Ty Gibbs is 
top tier basically. He, so he finished 15th at Coda, kind of an under underperforming race there, but he outraced Kyle Larson, one of the best road course racers in NASCAR at, in a very clean, clean pass and race and everything to, to win at road America. He was seventh at Portland, uh, which that was a race he dominated until later in the race. There was some rain, can't remember if there was a pit penalty or or a strategy call. Almendinger ended up winning that, but he dominated the race. And then it ate that Indy road course. Um, but one last – so Xfinity was off last week at Richmond, but he won the race at Michigan. So he's coming on that off of that uh, momentum. He's obviously looked really good this season. Spent a lot of time in the cup cars as well. So he's got a lot of seat time lately. He's really found his stride in Xfinity. He's got, I think, five wins on the season already. Um, and so William Byron, again, racing down in Xfinity. That's the other thing with the cup guys. You don't necessarily – how hard – I mean, William Byron's always trying to race to win, but how much of this race is him just getting laps on the track, helping him for Sunday to, and stuff like that. So you kind of got to weigh that in there too where Ty Gibbs, he – I mean, he doesn't need anything but wins at this point. He's way locked into the playoffs. He's got tons of bonus points. He's just going out there trying to get it done. So you're going to see a top flight performance from him. Not that you won't see that from William Byron, but his might be a little more reserved with, you know, being on there to maybe learn the track a little more for Sunday. So I'm going to ride with Ty Gibbs over over Will, William Byron at minus 120. And, and to be honest with you, I, I obviously I agree with that bet because Gibbs has a lot more running on this race than does Byron, and Gibbs is going to go out to do nothing short of win. Obviously, he wants a finish that's that's much better than everybody, let alone William Byron, who's out there just trying to gain some knowledge and trying to figure out how the track's going to shape up for him the next day, where Gibbs, yeah, he'll jump in the car the next day, but obviously he's got more riding on Saturday than he does on Sunday, so their team's going to be out for more than just information on this track. So yeah, give me the Gibbs uh, end of that one as well, because we know... How talented he is. You already talked about how him and, and Larson, uh, a fellow Hendrick teammate, or just raced cleanly and, and Gibbs got the better of him. I, I see that happening again this week, and I also see him uh, beating William Byron as well. Uh, all right, I'm going to load up my next bet. It is Ross Chastain over Cole Custer. You kind of talked about it, how uh, this year in the Xfinity Series, he finished third in Austin, which was good. But then he turned around at, at Road America and got 25th. Uh, he crashed out of it. He started fourth, fine, but he got caught up in the mix and finished 25th. Once again, Cole Custer, not a lot to ride for out in this area. Ross Chastain either, but here's where the edge is to me. And it's not necessarily even on finishes alone because these drivers are drivers of, of emotion and especially Chastain, right? Chastain, once again, had it handed to him last week. He's embarrassed. He's he's not. He just he feels like he's getting a bad rap. I'm sure because he's all oh, shucks. You know, I, I really don't mean to do that. I just I hate it. But I'm not going to change my driving style. Well, he's going out to this Xfinity race where he's going to be going up against a lot of guys that don't that haven't had him beaten and banging on him all season long. So he's going to go out and drive aggressively to the point where he doesn't know the difference between. Uh, cup race or Xfinity race in my mind, whereas um, you know a, a guy like Briscoe is not necessarily there 
for anything other. I'm sorry, Custer Brisker. It's all in the same to me. Uh, where a guy like Custer, fourteen forty one, remember the Cup Series, <laughs> flip it around. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, where a guy like Custer, you know, we talk about he's out there for information. Chastain, he's out there to prove that he's still a good driver more than anything. Yeah, he's out there for information like everybody else. But Chastain has a lot more to prove to me. Uh, and even winning in an Xfinity race uh, or, or finishing top five or even top three in an Xfinity race, I think, kind of solidifies in his mind how much of a, a better driver he is than what he's getting credit for. Yeah, I'll talk more about Ross Chastain in a minute, but uh, I back this one for sure. I mean, this is just a case of, uh, I mean, neither of these cars are, are on great teams or that good. Now they're both going to be assisted by the cup teams. Stuart Haas, no doubt, prepares that car for Custer. Trackhouse is preparing that car for Chastain. They're not driving these. We saw it earlier this season where Custer won on an oval one week in that 07. It didn't even qualify for the race the next week on an oval because it wasn't the same. It was actually the same car, but it wasn't set up by Stuart Haas. And so it makes a difference. But this to me is just pick the better driver. I mean, Ross Chastain is a great driver and a winner and a guy that's racing every week. Good. Cole Custer there's talk about him getting fired from Stuart Haas and racing for Rick Ware racing next year. If you don't, I mean, if you don't need to know anything else, that should be enough to tell you. Sorry, Paulie. I know Custer's your guy, but uh, <laughs> man, just it, it. And not that Custer can't have a good race. We've seen it with him in this car and maybe Xfinity's more on his level, but Chastain is a guy. And again, we've talked about, you can't really bet on him in the cup series, or it might be more beneficial to bet against him because he's got so many enemies. He doesn't have those as much here in this series. There's a couple cup guys in the in the race, but they don't give a crap about the Xfinity race and taking him out on this or or paying him back here. So uh, that that doesn't really scare me at all um, as far as the Chastain side of things. But but I do like him this week. And again, to me, this is the cars. I would say is relatively equal. The driver is not equal. Chastain a much better driver. So I would definitely would agree with you and take this side of it. I love it. All right. What's your next bet? Next up. Looks like we're on the same one here, which is always nice. Uh, uh, so Josh Berry over Sheldon Creed. Again, I love Sheldon Creed. I've bet on him multiple times to win. He's come close. He's gotten a few good finishes here and there, but he is just inconsistent and they have not figured it out for him. And I, it, it sucks because I want to see him do good. I really like the guy. Great truck series driver. I think he's got a good future in NASCAR, but Josh Berry has been solid. And, uh, and you know, Creed just, it's, it's been rough and road courses have not been his friend this year. 10th at Coda to start the series season off pretty decent, but then 32nd at Portland, 27th at road America, 23rd at Indy. Um, so, so not great. Uh, Barry was the opposite 27th at, at Coda, but then fourth at Portland, third at Road America, and 14th at Indy. So he won the head-to-head in three of those four races, the last three road courses we've been to. So in my opinion, you just got to keep riding with that. And Barry is a good driver. He's an experienced – people People don't remember. I mean, this is almost Barry's rookie season. This is his first full-time series in Xfinity. But he's an older driver. He's been around a long time in these lower series, running the late models and stuff. Uh, he's a lot older than a lot of these guys. He's a lot more mature. He has a lot more racing experience. He's a guy who takes care of his equipment. He's in the best equipment there is in the junior motorsports cars. Other than the Gibbs cars, nothing else comes close to those. And not that the, the children's cars are, are fine. And Austin Hill has done really well 
this year is his teammate on road courses. But Creed's results just haven't been there. Could he? Could we see a great race from him? Yes, absolutely. And I hope we do for his sake. But you cannot rely on him. So for betting purposes, this is easy smash favorite bet on the week that I've seen so far. This was the first one that jumped out to me. I'm glad to see we're on the same page because I think we're obviously both leaning the same way on that. But to me, this one is just a simple case of Barry is so much more reliable and Creed isn't. And, and we've, again, it doesn't always work because anything can happen, but we've cashed on this a lot this season where you find a guy that cannot get the results, can't get the finishes, no matter how good he looks. And it pays off for us more than it doesn't. So in, in keeping with that theme, I'm going to ride with Josh Berry over Sheldon Creed. Well, I will join you. Uh, I'll ride shotgun on that one because that's exactly the second bet that I laid out as well. Uh, and uh, for everything you said, but I'll also add that even four of the last five races between these two, Barry has had the head-to-head. So you, you even go back that far. And not even on road courses, but just overall, Barry has had the better week in the last five weeks uh, four times. And, and again... You're right. Josh Berry finds his way to the front. You know, third at Pocono, sixth in Michigan the last time they were out, second in Atlanta, uh, third at Road America. Loudon, he got it 31st, but he had the pole in that. And he's been starting up front, too. Atlanta, second. Loudon, first. Pocono, seventh. Uh, Indy, eighth. Michigan, sixth. So he's had a fast car even to begin the race. And he's, he's maintained or gained position in just about every single race uh, in that span. So... Yeah, Josh Berry is a guy on a mission. Just like you said, we love Sheldon Creed. Like we, we're, we're fans. We're big fans of Sheldon Creed on this show. Uh, just unfortunately, he hasn't been able to, to produce exactly what you want and expect out of him. 12th in Atlanta, 5th at Loudoun, 5th at Pocono. Two top five finishes, sure. But as we said, Barry got the better end of at least one of those. Uh, Indy, 23rd. Michigan, 11th. He's not starting up front either. Go back to Road America. He started 6th. That was good. But Atlanta, 15th. Loudon, 18th. Pocono, back up to 6th. Good. But Indy, uh, 15th. And Michigan, 11th. So, you know, if you're going to take the driver that's been doing better lately and better at road courses overall in this matchup, you absolutely got to take uh, Josh Berry in this one. And, of course, I mean, it's juiced accordingly, right? Minus 120 in, in favor of Berry, but... It's not that outrageous of a of a price to pay. Yeah, absolutely. I like it. You want to jump into your next one since it kind of correlates there? Yeah, I'll do that. Barry, top uh, top 10 finish, uh, plus 300. We just talked about exactly what was uh, going on with Barry as far as road courses are concerned. Uh, I mean, yeah, okay, road, or, uh, um, uh, Coda, 27th. But then he went back and, uh, and went Portland, 4th. Uh, road or uh, Road America third, right? Indy fourteenth uh, place, but he started eighth. I think he had a better car, uh, better car than what he ended up with uh, in Indy, and we know that Indy just kind of turned into a, a craziness, even for the Xfinity guys. And he he stayed out and and won stage two in that, so the pit strategy kind of put him a little behind, but again, still fourteenth. So, yeah, to your point of him being up in the mix and finishing well. If you stay out on a road course to get those playoff points and stage points, that's great for you, but it is going to hurt your result most of the time. Yeah, it, it's not. Yeah, it's not the best for your betting aspect, and you want to throw stuff at right. televisions. But um, yeah, I mean, give me give me Barry as a top ten driver this week. Yep, I like it. I I back that. I like I like Barry a lot this week. And again, consistency. One of those drivers that's always in the mix. 
those junior motorsports cars are just tough to count out anytime. Okay, jumping over to my winners. So <laughs> this is where it gets tough. Looking down the board, you got Kyle Larson three to one, AJ Allmendinger three to one, Ty Gibbs four to one, William Byron six to one. There is not a lot of value at the top of this board, and it makes it very tough to pick winners this week. Could Kyle Larson dominate this race and win? Yes. Can AJ Allmendinger dominate this race and win? Yes. Can Ty Gibbs dominate this race and win? Yes. But you got three of them, all at four to one or under. If you want to throw a dart at the board and hope you get the right one, good luck to you. <laughs> it's very tough to pick. Kyle Larson, one of the best road course racers around. He got to take. He didn't. He got to take it away from him earlier in the season. Ty Gibbs outdueled him. You think he wants to be embarrassed like that again? No. AJ Allmendinger, all-time leading road course winner in Xfinity. It's hard not to bet on him. He's won a couple of them this year. Ty Gibbs, you can always make a case to bet on him. So you could go with any of those guys, but they're also short. There's not a lot of value there. So I went down the board a little further. I went past William Byron. You got Ross Chastain at 9-1. to one. He's in that 92 Gosling car. It would be kind of a shock to see a car like that win. But a couple weeks ago, you saw with Parker Kligerman on a road course in the truck series. That team only runs a part-time schedule, and they got it to victory lane. This car can do it. He proved it with a fourth-place finish at Indy Road Course earlier this season. 9-1. to one. It's a Cup Series regular who's won on a road course this year. We talked about this after the Indy Road Course, too, about how we didn't really want to pay attention to results in the Cup Series race. But one of the things that we had noticed was you got Reddick, you got Elliott, you got the two track house cars up there. Those guys in every road course have been up in the top five, the top ten, a majority of the race, other than when they've had issues here and there. But Chastain is a very good road course racer. He's very aggressive. You talked about it earlier. He doesn't know the difference between cup trucks. If he's racing a two-year-old down the street, he's going to beat, beat you no matter what. He's going to try to beat you anyways. And, and again, I'm not too worried about, about him getting the, the payback stuff here in this series. I'm not worried about that. I'll fade him in the Cup Series, and I'm going to do that, actually. But uh, but in the, in the Xfinity Series, this is just the first place where I, I find any value. So I'm going to take Ross Chastain to win at 9-1. to one. Don't be surprised if it's one of these other guys. Obviously, they're almost – I don't know what the word is, but it's hard to bet on them being such good favorites because – there's so many of them, and they are all so good. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with him. And then I got to throw out a long shot because that's what I do. Justin Allgaier, 25 to 1. Uh, again, not necessarily a guy you think of when it comes to road courses, but we've seen crazy things happen. You know, some of these guys get tangled up, get taken out. Jesse Awuji wrecks the leader under yellow flag. We've seen it happen before. <laughs> So uh, anything can happen, but uh, 25 to one, again, junior motorsports cars. We've talked about that a million times, but he, here's his last few races that he's run in the cup series. Second, third, seventh, first, seventh, 12th, first, very consistent up front. Always at road courses, 33rd at Coda to start the season. Again, we kind of seen <laughs> it kind of flipped all the guys who finished good at Coda did bad. The rest of the season guys who did bad at Coda did good. The rest of the season. Fifth at Portland, 12th at Road America, third at the Indy Road Course. So a guy that has been up in the top five, been there at the end. How many times have we seen these road course races? You get A.J. Allmendinger and Kyle Larson battling for that win and Allgaier is just three seconds behind him in third place. 
Those guys take each other out. Allgaier walks into victory lane. He can put himself in position. I don't think he's going to go out-duel one of these guys. I don't see him out-dueling Kyle Larson to win this race. But he can be in position to be there at the end. You get one of these late-race restarts. Chaos ensues. Oh, my goodness, Almondinger squeaks through and runs off with it. 25-1, to 1, just way too much value on a junior motorsports car with a driver this good who's been on such a hot streak. I mean – you know, his last four races all in the top seven, a second, a third, a first in there. He's got a couple wins on the season. 25 to 1, way too good to pass up on Justin Allgaier. So, yeah, going to gonna try and shoot for some value on the on the winners this week. And, uh, and, again, good chance it's one of those three guys. But so many cases to be made if it's not one of those guys. And, and anything can happen. And so I think that these are guys that you can bet on and there's great value, and they'll have a chance, and they'll have themselves in place in case something does happen. And to be honest with you, both of those guys are fantastic values, and that's what we always look for, value, value, value. Although what I will say is I want to watch this two-year-old put a bumper to Chastain in that race. <laughs> that's that's something that I bet. I bet the two-year-old head-to-head over Chastain only because I, I see that two-year-old uh, inching in there and, and putting a bumper to him uh, to the back of his the, knee. The, uh, the two-year-old's going to chastain chastain <laughs> how do you like that that's for my dad uh all right well i'm gonna go the other direction with my winner and simply just give you kyle larson to win at plus 300 i know and it's exactly what cody had said i i felt just bad because in all likelihood the value of plus 300 doesn't give you all that much if it doesn't hit but if it hits it wins you something and chances are kyle larson down here in the series, he almost beat Ty Gibbs, right, the last time out, and that he was there. And maybe, I don't know, maybe this really isn't Kyle Larson's year if he can't win in an Xfinity race over Ty Gibbs. But uh, something tells me that, look, Kyle, he got the pole last week, okay? And that signals to me a couple of things. Maybe they've figured something out. Now, did it manifest in the race? No. In fact, it completely backfired in the race. He was in good qualifying trim, and then next thing you know, the race comes through, and he doesn't even lead a lap. Damn guy starts on the pole and can't even lead a lap. So frustrating as that may be, that's the cup car. You put him in an Xfinity car, maybe he's feeling a little bit better. Maybe he's got himself back underneath himself. Again, he is running Watkins Glen to run laps around Watkins Glen before he's got to do it on Saturday. I, I bet if he would have ran well last week, he may not have been out this week to try to run laps because they probably would have thought, okay, well, he's back, he's fine. But they need to get Kyle Larson's head back in the game. And so this is an opportunity to do it. But they don't want to just do that. Like Kyle Larson's team wants him to win. Why? Because then that translates into a good run on Sunday, quite possibly a win. Different equipment, yes, but the mindset is what they're after here. They're after him to be running a clean race all the way through. And so to do that, they need to put him on the track. Now, does that mean he stands a chance of winning? Absolutely. You put Kyle Larson on any track, he stands a chance of winning. So plus 300, yucky odds, yes. But, I mean, eh, that that's the one where I'm going to hold my nose and just go ahead and, and put a little bit on that. Speaking of being confused, looking at this stuff for the cup stuff, I totally missed that that was your pick. Sorry to, sorry to shit all over them. No, I, no, you needed to. You. But <laughs> somebody needed again, to. <laughs> no, but like I said, there's ways you can play this, and I'm going to do a similar thing in the cup series because I got a guy that's 
one of the favorites that I can't help myself from betting <laughs> to win as long as you pick your one guy and you just stick with it. So you have, you just have to go into it knowing if Almondinger or Gibbs wins this. Okay. That's is what it is. We knew that they had a very good chance, but uh, you peg your guy Larson. If that's who you want to be your guy, by the way, won 10 cup series races last year was the champion. Won most of the road course races won at Watkins Glen last year in the cup series. Not necessarily a bad bet, okay, for sure. So you can do it or you take the couple long shot guys to cover yourself, but then you go all in on Kyle Larson's my guy. This is going to be a Kyle Larson day. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen, but throw a couple units three to one, it could still be a great payday for you. So again, if you're going to take one of those favorited guys, I always think it's good to sprinkle long shots no matter what in any race for sure. Even in like F1 races, we've talked about that, even though, you know, a lot of times Max Verstappen wins, you still, you got to have the long shots for those cases where he doesn't, but just pick your guy of those guys. And Larson, I think is probably the best one to pick because look who he is, look what he's done and ride with that. And then you can get your long shots in there too. And you can have a great day. We need to get a, I'm a Cody's long shot shirt. That's, that's what we need to get for the NASCAR gambling podcast in this, in the merch store. We get one of those. I'm wearing that proudly. Hey, man, those long shots paid off a few times this uh, year. I know. That's what I'm saying. I want a shirt that says, I'm uh, one of yeah, Cody's hey. long shots. Let's do this. Hey, hit Jake. Jake's been doing a hell of a job cranking stuff out, so we just need to hit him up. He'll make anything we want. Yeah, we will. That uh, could get dangerous. All right, well, let's <laughs> I'm try. i closet full of shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then all the all the proceeds from your winnings are going to go straight to the merch store. You're going to yeah, exactly. pay the bosses again. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, speaking of that, we're going to try to get you more as we set up the cup race and all of our favorite bets for then as we come back for stage three. But before we do, can we tell you about Sleeper? We don't got to tell you about Sleeper. You already know about Sleeper. That's fine. I know that it's the fastest growing fantasy platform today. It's got millions of players. It's got me. It's got Cody. It's got everybody in the SGPN. All the folks out there, you have tons of leagues on there. It, yeah, you know about Sleeper, but did you know that you can win on Sleeper now by playing their new over-under game? It's not just for fantasy anymore. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like. Pick the over and the under. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money that you put into it. And with the NFL season right around the corner, hell, the NFL season is here. Sleeper is the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. And the main reason why I am super excited about the over-under on Sleeper, it's the only app where I can join my buddy's contest so we can all play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together, so stop whatever you're doing right now. Download the Sleeper app, play their new over-under game, have fun with your friends, and more importantly, make some money on your mobile phone by joining our listener group over at Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP. Sleeper's going to automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP. You'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Look, it's about 8.30 right now, Pacific time, as we're recording this. I have been in the studio for about eight hours today. How, you ask, am I still sounding like it's 10 o'clock in the morning? 
Well, guess what? Trade coffee has a lot to do with that. Why? Because caffeine is how my blood runs. And it's trade coffee in specific that supplies me with that caffeine. And not just any caffeine, folks. It is specifically tailored for me. We found a match together. This is the coffee that is meant for me. And trade coffee continues to give it to me. I like it ground. You can get it in whole beans. That's up to you. You can also get it as much or as little as you like however much you want to be delivered to you on a regular basis or once in a while, however you're feeling froggy. It's all customizable up to you. And it's coffee that trade has tasted themselves, folks. They have actually tasted all of these coffees so they know that you're getting a quality taste. 450 different kinds are ready and live to be shipped every single day. I know there's no perfect coffee, but I also know that there is a perfect coffee for me and trade gives that to me. And look, if you don't like what trade gives you in the first match, you got a guarantee. They will not only take your advice, send or send somebody. <laughs> yeah, they'll send somebody to your door. No, they'll hook you up with somebody who will help you get the right coffee and they'll give you a brand new bag for free. How do you get in on all this right now? Well, you can get in at drinktrade.com slash SGP. New subscribers are going to get a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP. Let trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. I need more money for coffee. That means I need to fill up my tank less. But it also means that I need to make some tough financial decisions. And if I were to ask future me for something, for anything in the world, it would be a little more co- a little more coffee money and a little less gas money. But that's all right. You know how you can do- get that done? You can join Dave. What is Dave? Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. It's more money to fill up that tank to buy more trade coffee. See how this works? Maybe you could buy a wedding gift or catch up on some bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest, no credit check. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get their financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch, you need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you download the dave app from the app store right now that's d-a-v-e sign up for an extra cash account and get up to 500 dollars instantly for terms and conditions go to dave.com slash legal instant transfer fees apply banking provided by evolve member fdic future you will thank you we also need more money so that we can place more bets that is what the purpose of this entire show is. And we're going to lay out some Xfinity bets for you in Watkins Glen. Cody, like we said, as we set this thing up, man, we're only a couple of races now away from the playoffs, which means teams are going to take more risks, which means the the level of frustration for drivers, for teams, for crew chiefs, for spotters is razor thin now. And so we are going to see a lot of unpredictability, in my opinion, and Watkins Glen, even more than anything, is is a crapshoot. Even more, though, in years past, because the the urgency to win a race has gotten crazy with all of the different winners this season, too. So you put that all in a big pot, man, and this is what you get this week for Watkins Glen. Yeah, absolutely. It, again, I'm expecting just total chaos. I, I don't know. There's a couple ways it could play out, and maybe it won't be that way, but... Especially if we get that late caution. Don't look at your DFS lineups. Don't don't start counting your bets at all because 
it's going to change for sure. And we're going to be in for it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, pressure's on. This is, this is your last chance to get a win and get yourself into the playoffs other than the extreme wild card that is Daytona that you cannot count on. If you've got anything for, for anybody, this is your chance this weekend. So it's going to be interesting. I think we're going to see some strategy stuff. We saw with Ryan Blaney at Indy Road Course. It almost paid off for them. They were running second or third there towards the end. Again, the late cautions kind of messed things up for him where he got dumped and everything. But, uh, yeah, it's we're going to see if you've got anything to throw at the wall, you're throwing it at the wall this weekend for sure. Indeed. All right, well, throw something at the wall then for us, Cody. All right, let's throw some stuff at the wall. Uh, I'm going to start out. Austin Sindrick is matched up against um, – Whoop! I lost my spot. Uh, <laughs> Ross Chastain. Ross Chastain, yes. Thank you. Uh, I'm here for you, buddy. I'm here. Again, I just talked about Ross Chastain and how you can't trust anything with him in the Cup Series right now. There is not an easier place to wreck someone than on a road course. There's so many twists and turns. You just bump them a little bit, and, and it costs you. So just that alone is making me fade Chastain just in general uh, pretty much. I mean, the only thing I would bet on him in the Cup Series right now would be to win because – if you, if you can find good enough odds and he can get up there. But head-to-head, -head, top fives, top tens are just so tough because there's so many people that have it out for him. And if they get the chance, they're going to move him. They're not going to play nice with him. So we've seen him run well at, at road courses. So I will give you that side of it. But Austin Sindrick has run extremely well at road courses as well. He finished eighth at Coda, fifth at Sonoma, seventh at Road America, and second at the Indy Road Course. Again, Indy survival of the fittest but he was running decent there he's a great road course racer in the xfinity series just last season it was instead of aj allmendinger or ty gibbs it was aj allmendinger or austin Sindrick because it was going to be one of those guys they were the ones battling it out each and every week Sindrick is a great road course racer he's put together a very impressive season after winning the daytona 500 as a rookie obviously huge massive then he really kind of went into a slump for quite a while but he's come out of it. He's been running well. He's been running solid. Penske as a whole has been running a lot better. Joey Logano dominated last week. Ryan Blaney's been running okay until he finds problems at the end. But but Cindric is a great road course racer. Again, this is just on the total fate of Chastain because you cannot trust him with all the enemies he has in the field. And he just makes more every week. And he just does dumb things week in and week out. So... For now, I'm just going to fade that. Well, it's funny because we talked about it a little bit as it was mounting, right? I mean, the thing with Hamlin and then Elliot a little bit, and you said, oh, you know, this this stuff kind of happens. It's on the track. Like, Chastain's aggressive. We'll, we'll give him an out. And then it just starts to build. And now it was Hamlin again. And, and then Kyle Busch this week. And now you get to the point where... Look, man. Martin Truex. Martin and Truex. Dillon. I mean, all these guys are mentioning him in post-race interview. And, oh, I got Chastain. Oh, Chastain again. Oh, surprise, it's the one. You listen to all these audios. Oh, the one doing one things again. It's like, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, You know, again, the back to the, the video game analogy. Everybody is on red and angry and swerving trying to hit you. So, 
You could dodge yeah. a few of those bullets. Like a few of them, yes. But when well, every when, when single When you got three car- quarters of the field is throwing those bullets at you. <laughs> exactly. That's a lot of dodging. <laughs> that's that's more Matrix type stuff. And I don't know that Ross Chain is Neo or Ross Chastain is Neo at this point. So um yeah. it's funny, I was in I was in uh the IBT uh back road, the in between media back road show, and somebody took the other end of this, Chastain over Cindric, because they hadn't seen Cindric really do much since the uh since winning Daytona. So uh, interesting to hear your take uh, with Cindric over Chastain. So, I mean, again, I, I like that because Chastain really does have a lot of enemies on this track and he's going to be tiptoeing through the tulips uh, all, all day long. And road courses are a hell of a lot easier to put a bumper to you than, than any yeah, other and track. If somebody gets, if you're right behind him going into a corner and you're mad at him, why not? Just that little extra, just hit the brake two seconds later. You bump him, he spins off into the grass, and you just keep going. No harm, no foul to you. And you know, it, it's just it's too easy. And Cindric has been good. He's he's been he's got very solid finishes. Um and, and so yeah, I, I just I really like him here. Indeed. All right. I will set up my first bet, and it is a head-to-head. I have got A.J. Allmendinger over Chase Briscoe, and I say what to this? I I get it. I understand that Briscoe has put together a few decent runs. I mean, the Xfinity Series, he finished fifth on the road course that he was at. But, I mean, you look back at what Briscoe's done on these road courses this season. Uh, He finished 30th at Austin. Um, he finished 13th at Sonoma, not bad. 14th at Road America, again, not necessarily that bad. 23rd at the Indianapolis Grand Prix. But look, we're talking about AJ Allmendinger here, right? He won uh, at Austin at the um, at the Xfinity level and won at Indianapolis. He won at Portland in the Xfinity. I mean, do we have to sit here and document his entire road coursing history to you guys? We've talked about it every time that there's a road course. It's AJ Allmendinger's world, and most people are just living in it. Last week at Indy, he finished seventh. Uh, road America, he finished ninth. Sonoma was not that good, 19th, but there was a lot of different strategies, things that were playing out. Plus, he had no power steering. Dude literally was driving and muscling his way through. Uh, and then, you know, unfortunately, he didn't have a good day either at uh, Coda to start the season, but... You know, no, he had a great day at Coda. Remember, he was leading on the last lap and got spun. So he finished, yeah, he finished his 33rd, but yes, he could have won that race. Absolutely, yeah. So that was that was another instance there. So, yeah, I mean, it's AJ Allmendinger and and, oh, Briscoe. Look, I get it. He's he's turned in a couple of good runs, finishes not necessarily been there for him, but the runs all together. And you know, for me, I'm going to take AJ Allmendinger, who's just a, a road course dude over Chase Briscoe. You look at Briscoe's last three finishes even. Uh, Indy 23rd, Michigan 20th, Richmond 23rd. So he hasn't even put together a string of decent finishes in the last three races. A couple of 15th places at Loudon Pocono, but, you know, it's not been anything to write home about. And on a road course, you give me AJ all day long. Yeah, absolutely. This one, this matchup kind of surprised me that it's even there. It doesn't really make that much sense in my opinion. AJ's also going to be running laps there on Saturday. You know, we've seen it that that translates so much. These cars are a lot different, but getting the laps in the day before, even in a different style of car or a truck or whatever, translates and helps you, especially on a road course where you're learning the ins and outs of turns, how you know what you can do on certain turns and all this stuff. So I like it. I'm actually going to jump ahead. I, I have uh, one of those 
specials of the week. AJ Allmendinger and Austin Sindrick both to finish in the top five, plus 650. I feel like there's pretty good value here. Um, I, I don't necessarily expect these to, to be the two best cars out on the track, but that's why it's plus 650. But again, we just talked about both of these guys, and, and AJ is the all-time leading wins, all-time leading road course wins guy in the Xfinity series. He's done it in the Cup series as well. Recently, last year in the 16 car, and previously he had won it here, I think, in the I don't remember which car it was, but the oh, in the 47 car back when he was uh, racing for for JTG Doherty. So he, he can get it done on road courses. There's no question about that. We just talked about Cindric. He's had these solid finishes. He's already got a couple of top fives, a second at the last one we were at, uh, a sixth at Road America earlier this season. So he, uh, or not road, seventh at Road America, but fifth at Sonoma. So again, in four road course races, he's not finished worse than eighth. So Cindric is up there all the time. Almondinger, we know, can always be up there. Plus 650. Again, I'm a little less on the matchups this week because it's so, and I got, I don't know if it's because I got so burned to Indy with all the chaos, but road courses are hard because, and again, looking back at Coda, same thing happened with Almondinger. He was first leading that race. Chastain dumps him. That, speaking of which, going back to the beginning of yeah, Chastain, Chastain. Almondinger back in the beginning, but, uh, but, and so he goes from first with a couple corners left to finish 33rd. I think he finished in that race. So it, he can get it done, obviously. Plus 650 to get both these guys in the top five. I can see a realistic path to it happening. And they're both great road course racers with a lot of experience. Um, both of these guys have raced other types of cars on road courses. That's how they started their careers. So lumping them both in there together to get that top five at plus 650. Again, some value on the board. And another way, like we did last week with, with the you know Ford to win, with the 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 plus two fifteen matchup, whatever we had, some good positive odds bets you can hit, even if you miss the outright winner, which we don't plan on doing, but just in case. Yeah, I mean, I think we've got a couple of good ones in here as well for outright. Uh, but I like that again. Any any bet on AJ Almendinger, in my opinion, is a good bet. Uh, I will give you another head-to-head. Like you, I didn't necessarily like most of the head-to-heads, but I like where this one was heading, and that's Joey Logano over William Byron. I know what you're saying to yourself, but William Byron, but William Byron, and yeah, that's fine. But maybe in the beginning of the season, but William Byron. Lately, not necessarily been William Byron's uh, cup of tea anywhere. Top 15 finishes in the last couple of races, Michigan and Richmond. He had uh, 12th place in Michigan, 11th place in Richmond. Not bad, but again, Early season, William Byron had two wins and was on fire, right? But he's cooled off quite a bit. Last uh, race at, at a road course, Indy, 31st, right? 12th place before that. Go back to uh, Road America, 16th at Road America. A decent top 10 finish at Sonoma, but, you know, Austin was 12th place as well. But here's where I'm basing mine on, in that as the season has gone on, we've noticed the shift right? And nothing says the shift more than Kevin Harvick and how these veteran drivers are starting to get their legs underneath them. As we talked about early in the season, we said, watch out because these veterans could start learning. Well, now they're learning. And Joey Logano has three straight uh, top 10 finishes, uh, two top sixes and a, and a top five in the last three races. Indy, sixth place, which God knows how he ended up doing that. He survived a whole lot of mayhem around him to get sixth place. Well, I remember he dove underneath like 47 cars and took out half the field, but hey, 
Maybe he'll do it again. <laughs> hey, I mean, that's all it takes, right? At Michigan, fourth place, and Richmond, sixth place. So, uh, you know, Logano's one of those guys. He's crafty. He figures out how to get it done, even if he's got to wreck nine-tenths of the field to do it. Uh, you know, if he's still the, if he's the only guy driving across the finish line, then that's still a win, uh, depending on what happens. And, you know, like I said, with, with William Byron, he just has been cooled off so much. This Hendrick Motorsports team is not the dominating factor that we've we've seen in years past, even as, as early as recent as last year. Now they're just sort of there. And, um, you know, we're watching the Fords kind of rise to ascension in the last few weeks, a la Kevin Harvick. The fact that Logano led in some odd laps last seat or last week, rather, um, it's all it's all added up. And I think Logano's in for a decent run here again. And I think that takes him over William Byron quite handily, honestly. And I believe Joey's actually won here before uh, on this track at Watkins Glen, too. So I'm a big believer in recent history is the best history especially this season you just laid out the case for him i fully back this one i I like joey over william william's gonna get those laps on saturday but again it's not translated in the cup series lately they've really struggled on that team uh early in the season it was the other way where he was one of the dominant cars out of the gate you're like wow he's arrived not so much as the season's gone on so until that turns around I, i agree with with going against him and Joey's been good the last few weeks. He's, they're really figuring it out. Again, that Penske camp, we talked about it with Cindric. Now with Joey, if, if they can figure out Ryan Blaney stuff, watch out for them because it, they're getting good So uh, and, and just in time. And again, such a veteran guy like Joey has been on so long. Uh, I like the experience. And yeah, I back you on that one. Beautiful. All right, what you got next? All right, Chris Busher. I love him this weekend. He has run really well, surprisingly, on road courses. It's kind of come out of nowhere almost, but he's run really well in general. He had a chance to win last week at Richmond. So over on WinBet, he's a minus 108 for a top 10 finish. Still minus odds for a top 10, which is can be, you know, for a guy like this. But 10th place at Indy, 6th place at Road America, 2nd at Sonoma for the last three road courses. He was 21st at Coda back at the beginning of the season. But again, as we've kind of seen with all the trends, Coda is not really related to these other races. So the last three road courses in a row, all in the top 10 very easily with a second at Sonoma, had a chance to win that race over Daniel Suarez. Sixth at Road America, 10th at Indy. He was third last week at Richmond, had a chance late in that race where he could have put something together to win that. Uh, Was running second until very late when Bell all of a sudden came out of nowhere like a bat out of hell and and was chasing everybody down. But uh, but I'm really big on Chris Buescher this week. They're so close. I think even Brad Keselowski has realized at this point that of those two cars, Buescher has a better chance if he makes the playoffs. And I think that Brad is humble enough to make sure the focus is shifted on him. Now, maybe next week at Daytona, Brad is one of those guys that that they would look at, you know, put more emphasis on because he's so good at restrictor plates, but he's not great at, at road courses. So I think you really putting a lot of focus on that 17 this week for that team. This is their chance. They've been close to the road courses. They've been running good. Again, another guy that's he's building that momentum. He's got those good finishes. I could see him easily getting in the top 10 here and being in contention for this one. So a top 10 over a win bet on win bet at minus 108 for Chris Buescher. I'm willing to lay that little bit of juice with as consistent as he's been. 
You're the second nod that I've had so far that uh, for Chris Buescher. I've been talking NASCAR for three straight hours, and that's the second time that his name's been brought up. So uh, obviously, his you're name's coming up again later. So don't worry. There you go. <laughs> I was gonna say obviously you're on to something. So I, I can't even argue with that. If if several bright minds have come up with Chris Buescher as a good play this this week, um, I will back both of your guys' play. Uh, all right, I'm going to move on to another AJ Allmendinger bet uh, because they've got him actually in uh, Group C, and I I kind of don't know why, but I kind of do at the same time. He is the favorite to win Group C at plus 200, but I think he's got a very good shot of doing that. Christopher Bell, Chris Busher, Martin Truex Jr. is in that, and. We don't even have to talk about AJ Almendinger anymore. Uh, the only thing we got to do is say that, yeah, I think he's definitely got a chance over Martin Truex Jr. Retired drivers can't really play a whole lot in the playground. Uh, Christopher Bell, I, I know that he's been great. I know that he actually was great yet, uh, last week as well, but this is a road course. This is AJ Almendinger. I'm going to put my money on him to finish better than Christopher Bell this week. And the only one that uh, maybe raises a little bit of, of anything is Chris Busher because you had just laid out all the case for Chris Busher to be good. You're going to continue to lay that out. So that may be the one hang-up that stops A.J. from winning this group. But even still, I think A.J. Allmendinger stands a very good chance of, of maybe winning this race, possibly, but at the very least a top-five finish. And Chris busher has got to get in the top-five if he wants to beat A.J. for this. Yeah, I actually, I do like that bet either way. You, I mean, you can still hit Busher top 10 and hit that. Uh, I mean, there's there's still plenty of good ways that can go. So I like that at the odds it's at. You got two Toyotas in that group. Toyotas, unfortunately, they didn't give us a chance to fade them this week by not putting them in head-to-heads against anybody but other Toyotas. Uh, but Toyotas have been bad on road courses. They've been bad every time. We saw Denny Hamlin somehow squeak out a, a decent finish at Indy after all the chaos, but they've been bad. They've not been good. Bell had a good run at one of the races earlier this season, but overall, Toyota has not looked good. That'll transition into my next bet. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm, I was searching all over the board for value here. WinBet's got top Toyota up. There's generally six Toyotas in the race. This week, there's seven because Daniel Kaivat is racing the Toyota as well which it seems weird to me that one of those Hesburgh cars is a Toyota and one's a Ford, but whatever. Hey, whatever works, I guess. Uh, but so you, you only have seven Toyotas in the field. So again, such a small group of cars you have to go out and beat. Now it's Tuesday night right now. We don't have official word on Kurt Busch, whether he'll be racing this weekend or not. He's not raced in weeks. The books have Ty Gibbs on the book and not Kurt Busch. I would say it's going to lean that way. If you place this and then Kurt Busch is, is put in the car, check with your book, but it'll most likely just be voided because Gibbs doesn't make the start. But top Toyota, I'm taking both Ty Gibbs at 10 to 1 and Bubba Wallace at 15 to 1 because, again, it's just massive value. Seven Toyotas in the field. Kaivat is, it would take a lot for him to, to, to do anything of noteworthiness but truex despite being one of the best road course racers just a couple of seasons ago has not done well on road courses denny hamlin has been absolutely freaking horrible you saw it at indy road course he was spun out on like lap one he spun out like eight more times 
just got lucky at the end with a somewhat decent finish. But Kyle Busch has been bad on road courses. Christopher Bell, for the most part, bad on road courses. If you have all these guys that are bad on road courses, Bubba Wallace got a top five finish at Indy Road Course. Again, some of that was surviving the chaos, but that could also play into this. If we get these late race restarts, it is going to be chaotic, and that ups the value on these types of bets drastically because anything can happen. Guys are going to be spinning and wrecking. It's going to be messy. So if you get two guys that are long shots like this, you can easily take both and still make a good profit off of it. But a 10 to 1 for Ty Gibbs, who's also a road course ace. We talked about him out racing Kyle Larson. You know, he's going to race on Saturday. I don't necessarily expect him to come out and be competing for the win, especially with as bad as Toyotas have been. But last time he was in a cup car at Richmond, out of the race early with mechanical failures. He doesn't like that. He's an aggressive kid. He's going to get out there and lay down some good laps. As good of a road course racer as he is, with all the other Toyotas not necessarily performing well, he could easily beat them. But if you get into the late race chaos, that's where these bets are going to come in big time handy. We actually hit the same bet with Bubba at the Indy Road Course. I think it was 10 to 1 then as well. And again, it was just late race chaos that led to him getting there. Way too much value on the board. It's tougher with the Chevys and the Fords because there's so many in the field. Such a limited group of Toyotas and them all being relatively equal cars other than Kaiva, who's not near anything close to them. But but they're all basically Joe Gibbs racing cars. So I, I feel like there's just massive, massive value in getting these at, at 10 to 1, at 15 to 1 on both Gibbs and Bubba to be the top Toyota. Well, this is where we part ways, my friend, because unless, of course, one of them end up above uh, a top five finish, which is where I have got Denny Hamlin. <laughs> yes, you laugh. But here's Excuse me for a second. I'm just going to keep no, hey, hey. <laughs> But here's my backing for that. Denny Hamlin as a top five. Looking back at four of his last five races here at Watkins Glen, he won in 2016, finished fourth in 2017, a 13th place finish in 2018, but he had a third place finish in 2019 and then a fifth place finish in 2021 his last two races have been top five outings as well has he done well on road courses this season absolutely not but uh denny hamlin is crafty he's wily he's a guy that has you know salvaged somewhat of a of a bad season and continues to be in the playoffs and and now is a contender with two top five finishes in a row in michigan and in richmond He's going to have to step up the game in the road course, and maybe they punt on this, and maybe he doesn't get anywhere near a top five, but he's not bad on Watkins Glen overall, especially on the last five five seasons. So if anybody is going to give me good enough value, look, you're getting him at plus 350 here for a top five. There's a lot of not value in top fives on this on this slate right now. So to me, this is probably one of the better ones to just put a sprinkle on just in case he rekindles that success on Watkins Glen and manages to survive. This is, Cody, where I am invoking chaos and hoping that Denny Hamlin can find his way through this chaos to find a top-five finish because the the stats back this up partially, uh, and you got to sprinkle a little bit of pixie dust to get you the rest away there. But uh, my bag's full and Tinkerbell's ready to rock, so um, let's go Hamlin at plus 350 for a top-five. All right, the, the one part I will give you is for as good of a driver as Hamlin is and as great as his equipment is, plus 350 on a top five, there is definitely value in that. 
that's where we part ways and I completely disagree with you and I don't think he's going to be anywhere close, but the chaos angle, it could be there. Maybe he survives things. Best of luck to you. <laughs> I, I can't back you on this one, but uh, you know, maybe you'll prove me wrong. You never know. I doubt it, but let's have some fun with it. Why not? <laughs> hey, Hey, it could happen. All right, moving on. Uh, you know, I couldn't help myself. I just went ahead and picked three winners this week because, uh, <laughs> Because that's just what I do sometimes. But I got good feelings. I've already talked about some of these guys. Chase Elliott, he's the favorite. He's 5-1 to one to win. I know he hasn't won a road course this year. I know I'm negative in betting him on road courses this year. But he is the best road course racer. He's been the most consistent driver in the Cup Series. All he has to do is finish 33rd or better in this race to secure the regular season championship. That's 15 bonus points. You know what he gets for winning? another five bonus points he's already today got a huge massive like 19 point lead in the playoffs to start the thing why not get five more bonus points to keep carrying on he has no worries in the world all he has to do go out run his race win the thing he's at plus 500 to win it's not great value but for as good of a driver as he is as great as he is on road courses as hot as he's been this season. Again, we saw it last week at Richmond, a track that's not been his best. He finished good again, always up there in the mix. They're clearly the best car in the Hendrick camp. It's not even close. And I think the best car in the series, and obviously the points reflect that, just for the facts. I mean, I, I'd have to look back, but I can't remember a time, especially when we've got so many winners this year, where you've got a guy locking up the regular season championship. So, or, I mean, it's... I guess he could finish not not in the top 33 if he has issues early, but it's going to be hard for him not to finish in the top 33 on a road course. So most likely he clinches the regular season championship. Why not do it with a victory? Get those extra bonus points. Chase Elliott, I can't quit him, especially on road courses. So I'm going to take him at 5-1. to one. Then I wanted to look for some value on down the board. Austin Sendrick, 10-1. to one. I've already made the case for him. A great road course racer. He finished second at the Indy Road Course. Again, all four road courses this year. He's been in the top eight at 10 to 1. You give me a guy that's in the top eight every week or every time they go to visit a road course, he can get it done here. And at 10 to 1, I feel like there's good value there. And then Chris Busher, 25 to 1. I can't pass it up. I made the case for him also earlier. I think he's going to be good. I think they know this is his chance to punch his ticket. He could win at Daytona. He's a good road or restrictor plate racer. But again, there's too many variables at Daytona. That is going to be the most chaotic race we've possibly seen in years, I think, especially with everything that's on the line for so many people. You do not want to go there having to win. Chris Buescher is going to try and get it done this weekend. I think he's got a good chance. He was second at Sonoma. He was sixth at Road America, 10th at Indy Road Course. He's been getting the good finishes. And... 25 to one. It's just too good to pass up. I love, love, love Chris Buescher this weekend. And I think we're going to see a really, really good run out of him in that car. All right. There's your 15 winners from Cody. All of them. Look, and you make good cases for all of them. Obviously, you can't ever really make a bad argument against Chase Elliott, especially on a road course. Austin Sindrick, again, good driver, obviously won a race already. Needs to prove that he earned that win and his spot right now where he's at. And then Chris Buescher, who long shot of long shots right now this week as you're going down 
Um, and you, like you said, you made a case of the fact that he's he's been finishing well. And, you know, a good long shot if there ever was one to win the race. I love them all. But what I do love also is for Daniel Suarez to win at plus 1,200. Cody, like you said, the top of the list does not offer a whole hell of a lot of value in this slate. And so when you're looking at it and you're looking for an outright winner, I wanted to have some fun. And nothing is more fun than betting on Daniel Suarez to repeat his success that he had in Sonoma uh, where he won his first race and then won the road race there. Uh, I want to see another pinata broken. But more than that, I mean, look, Daniel Suarez obviously has been in the mix several times over. He won in Sonoma, yes. He actually finished fifth at Road America before a bad showing at Indy. Uh, but again, that was all the chaos theory as well. 99 car was running pretty well. He started 11. He was up there. Yeah. yeah. So that wasn't necessarily his fault. That was just him getting caught in the madness. So, you know, and then, of course, the track house cars have been in the conversation as the better cars this season. And and it happened last week and it happened the week before. Obviously, Chastain, Chastaining the world doesn't necessarily fit much into that. But Suarez was... A decent enough driver that that race, and then of course the race before he was even better. So, you know, look, Daniel Suarez proved that he could put one together. I like the odds. I like plus twelve hundred on Daniel Suarez, especially because he has won a road race this season. And among those folks that have won road races this season, his is the best actual line uh, out of all of them. To be honest with you, uh, other than maybe AJ at fifteen hundred, but. I don't know that AJ is going to win this race. I think he's going to finish well, but I don't think he's going to win it. But, you know, you look at Elliott at 500, Reddick at 600, uh, Larson at 900, Chastain at 1,000. You know, I, I think Suarez at plus 1,200 right there is is a good sweet spot for him. I really like what this offers, and it's just going to be fun to cheer for because, hell, if anything, this road course needs to be something you want to cheer for. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I like this one as well. We talked about it after the Indy Road Course. Something to remember how good these track house cars have been on road courses. Chastain, not a lot of value there because we talked about it. There's there's so much that can go wrong for him with all these other people around. Obviously, you have Elliott at the top of the board. Reddick, he's won the last two road courses in a row, but he's still got still got to sell me to be at six to one. Uh, it's just it's yeah, I'm not quite there. Kyle Larson. We've not really seen it from him this year on road courses. Sonoma, he was looking good. Then I think they had he lose a tire. I think it was Elliot that lost a tire. Maybe he had a pit. No, I think Elliot, yeah, Elliot had a pit violation, but he lost a tire or something. Had dominated before they tried that weird strategy. Maybe his weird strategy pays off this time. But again, nine to one, you know, not really liking it. So so yeah, yeah, Ryan Blaney, twelve to one. I'm tired of betting on him to win because <laughs> He needs to do something before I go back to that. Well, so Suarez at 12 to one, I really like that. Um, and again, he's been good at all the road courses. He was back at the beginning of the season at Coda. He dominated the first half of that. They had mechanical problems later. I don't think his finish was that good, but he proved he could do it. Obviously got the win at Sonoma. He's run well at Indy road course. He ran well at road America. So 12 to one, I think, uh, you know, I, I think we've got a good group of winners here where you're, you're getting the favorite because he's the favorite for the reason he's one of the best, but you're also getting two solid values and then a guy that's a longer shot. You can easily spread your bets out between all four of them and get a good profit on the weekend if one of them hits. And I think that I think we've got a, a pretty good selection of guys that can do it. 
I agree. Sweat with us in the Discord. Make sure you join at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. You can catch the bets once qualifying, once practice is going on and happening and we learn more. We continue to add to that. We continue to give you a little bit of adjustment to the bets that we make. Uh, but overall, it's just a fun time to be hanging with us and talking NASCAR overall. So, Cody, let's put this one to bed, my friend, as we uh, wrap things up. Why don't we tell everybody where they can find you on social media? Yes, sir. You can find me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. Got a ton of stuff going on there. So, yeah, follow me for, for all my work. You can follow the show on Twitter at NASCAR Gambling. We try and tweet out plenty of stuff from there as well. So make sure to give give the show a follow. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little reserved with the lines this week, but I think we found some good stuff, and uh, and I think we're going to gonna make some good money this week. Yeah, like we said, it's it's a little icky of a week. So hang with us. Well, hopefully we cash these bets because these bets were the best ones out of the bunch. I mean, there's a lot more out there. Obviously, go find your favorite ones as well, but – uh, we gave you ones that we're pretty confident are going and to And another win. reason to be in the Discord, too, because as the week goes on, as we get more information, maybe practice qualifying might be something else we like, and, and we'll drop it in there, and then you can jump on it then, and again, ride with us there. Absolutely. Ride with us everywhere. Sit shotgun as we roll around Watkins Glen this weekend. Enjoy the Xfinity Saturday. Enjoy the Cup Sunday. But just overall, enjoy some racing and until next week, everybody, well, actually until tomorrow with the DFS episode, <laughs> let's go racing and let it ride. <laughs>